0: As... God... Intended.
1: Let's go.
2: looking for healing talk radio, where naturals are healing modalities of choice. With a 24-7, 365 talk radio signal heard worldwide, America Out Loud talk radio is now heard in your car, home, office, smartphone, tablets, or any device. The entire platform has been built from the ground up with great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far into the future welcome i'm your host dr Jana schmidt naturopath and herbalist happy new year everyone happy 2024 it's going to be amazing and just like always i have a wonderful show for you today and as always i want to encourage you that no matter what your situation a strong mind and body are powerful resources i feel that very strongly as we go into the new year our foundations need to be strong I'm here to help equip and encourage you with those health tools that create and maintain strong minds and strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this hectic ever ever changing world. So you know each week I share new health information with you facts you can utilize to build strong healthy lifestyles and information that I feel is practical and easy to implement. So. For the first two months of this year, I'll be doing a healthy mama series. I'm gonna be talking to brilliant, courageous, loving mama bears and addressing a variety of topics from ways to get optimal nutrition in your kiddos, um, ways to get optimal nutrition while you're pregnant, um, guiding children in making healthy choices on their own so they understand what those healthy choices mean and navigating teen years as well as navigating times when our children feel ill. And then what are some red flags when you know you actually have to reach out to someone else for help? The Mama Bear series is going to be amazing. These courageous, health-promoting, freedom-loving, godly moms who would do anything to help protect and help their children stay well. And in turn, they help and protect all of our children as well. So I'm gonna start the Healthy Mama series off by discussing food choices and help for picky eaters, giving some insight to what creates picky eating and and then how to overcome it. Picky eating can be caused by a number of reasons. Let's examine a few of those. One, for instance, is modeling, like when we eat our children pay attention if we turn our nose up to something new they're going to watch that and they're going to emulate what we do so it's really important that you eat in a way that shows interest in food especially food that's good for you I even like um, as my children were growing up I like to talk about it like oh this is a new combination I'm so excited I know that it has this this and this in it and it's supposed to be good for this this and this and I'm so excited to try it so that um, modeling is really important um, your children will be watching you um, and it won't be fair for you to ask them to do something you can't do yourself so this might be help for you too um, also Picky eating can be, um, something a little more deep, like a bad experience or even pressure. It could be caused by a traumatic childhood experience, like choking on food from a certain, uh, like with a certain texture while, um, it could be out of fear of the unknown there's actually a disorder, and it's, it's rare. I don't think it happens very often, I mean, it, and it's, it can be fleeting as well, but it's good to know about it. It's called Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, ARFID. Now, the ARFID red flags include, and this is on a regular basis, completely low interest in any food, fears of choking or vomiting every time a child eats, suddenly feeling full right before mealtime or reluctance to eat with other people in social settings. Now, any one of these may not mean there's this disorder going on, but all of these on a regular basis, you may want to start addressing that there may be an avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Again, this can be overcome. So um, extreme sensitivity to smell or texture of food is often associated with these types of things or even obsessive-compulsive disorder or autism. And that's a whole different topic. But even children with those two, uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder or autism, you can use some of these tips as well to help them overcome picky eating. So one of the main things I want to point out is children's taste buds are not the same as adult taste buds. Eating as a baby can actually be an intense experience because infants have around 30,000 taste buds spread throughout their mouths. By the time we hit adulthood, only about a third of those remain mostly on our tongue. Um, And whereas uh, the taste sensors can be all over a child's mouth. So eating is a very intense experience for the very young. We need to keep that in mind when we're giving new foods. So babies' taste buds are configured um, in line with their what they should be craving for um, milk, for that fat, heavy, fat, sweet, naturally sweet, packed mama's milk. They need more calories in relation to their body weight than any other time in their life. So it's really important that their taste buds align with that. And this is one of the reasons why their taste buds are different. So those salty and sour flavors that you may enjoy as an adult are not on their radars yet. Also the same with bitter foods, they reject them. And this is so they get the types of things that they actually need to eat. Um, so, also is one of the reasons why they may not want to eat certain greens with bitter notes to them. It's amplified so much on their taste buds. So, I would really encourage mild veggies um, that are well tolerated by children, like green beans, cauliflower, sprouts, and I know avocados are fruit, but avocado is really mild, and most children tolerate it very, very well, and it's amazing fat for them. So. Um, I think those are the types of things you should um, lean towards. And at the end of this um, radio show, I'm going to give you some more suggestions on how to help uh, picky eaters and what types of food might be good to introduce. But I want to talk a little bit more about the taste bud. So the human taste buds lifespan is actually about two weeks. It's continually being replaced with new cells and creating new taste buds. So, as we age, the rate of regeneration of those taste buds actually slows down, resulting in a decrease in total number of taste buds, and it doesn't become as an intense experience. And our taste buds reduce, and those remain actually start to mature, but for the most part, it becomes, sadly, harder for us to welcome new taste. There's actually a phenomenon in nutrition called programming, in which the nervous system um helps to perceive how the food tastes to us. In other words, if you get used to a specific types of food or drinks when you're very young and you only have those, then your brain will be programmed to accept those flavors, those colors, and those features as food. Whereas anything outside of that, they may reject, even though their taste buds would be fine with it. Um, so it's interesting to know that as we get older, it's important to have had those young experiences in tasting new things. So, for example, this is really interesting. I saw this study um, that was done studying several different families of different ages where they moved to a new country where the food is completely different. The cuisine, the spices, everything, textures, very different from what they're used to. The family members who are over 35 or 40 will usually stick to just their traditional cuisine. Whereas children have a tendency as they grow to adapt to the local food. And as they grow, will introduce more and more of the local food. So it's interesting to know that even though the taste buds are more extreme and it's a little bit more of a experience, intense experience when they're young, it's good to start introducing new flavors, even if they're mild, um, new uh, textures and be excited about them so as um, a child gets older they don't get programmed into just only eating certain things now even as adults we can sort of deprogram and and introduce new things but it's a little harder Um, there are some other things that can influence our um, our tastes as we grow and um, some of them are hormonal changes, um, and genetics can, um, influence the development and the function of taste buds, uh, and can alter the perception of flavors and preferences as we grow. So this makes sense why some things we like when we're, when we're 15, but we didn't like when we were eight years old. So sometimes hormonal changes and again, exposure to new foods, um, can lead to, uh, dislikes becoming likes later. So our preferences are quite malleable and change depending on what flavors we get exposed to um, and in what context we get them exposed to. So in a happy, oh, this is going to be exciting. Let's try this new or, oh no, here's something new. So it matters in way in which you present food to children. I think to anybody, honestly, even, even um, the way it looks, can make a difference. Uh, You can make it look pretty or fun. I remember broccoli being one of those ones I really wanted my kiddos to eat, but knowing that it might be a little bit better for them, we put some different things on it to try (laughs) and make it more mild, but we would stand them up on their plates, maybe in a little bit of hummus or something, get the small ones and we would say it was like a forest, and they are the dinosaurs, and they get to eat up all the trees. And the, <laughs> they loved it. And I think they still remember that. They occasionally mention it um, now, and they're all grown ups, but how fun it was to actually eat broccoli because of the way we presented it. Um, and they're still good broccoli eaters today. So I'm going to um, share a few tips. Um, and these are tips just on how um, to introduce food different foods, especially if your child is young. Um, You can introduce simple and mild flavors gradually. This allows the little one to become accustomed to different tastes and textures, promoting their acceptance and a wider variety of food over time. So you can uh, maybe put something you know they like and something that's brand new right there beside it and say, this could be one of your new favorites. Try it out, but uh, try to avoid those that have extreme, extreme flavors. But I will say, if you have a very inquisitive child that wants to try, oh, you're eating that. I want to try it. You may just tell them it's a little spicy or it's a little whatever, you know, bitter, and give them a very little bit. Um, Let them be curious. Let them taste what it tastes like. But I think that the biggest tool that I found helpful is the things I'm telling you. I told my kids, I told my children, even when they were very small, if they tasted something they didn't like, I told them, Hey, you know, you may not like this right now, but your taste buds are actually changing and let's give it a year and let's try it again in a year. And you might find you really like it. And I gave them some examples of things that were not my favorite when I was young, but I really like them now. And sure enough, they were willing to give it a try and they found that some of the things they didn't like as little ones, they started to like as they got older and that gave them the confidence to continue to try. Now, there are some things that they don't prefer, but for the most part, my children now like all flavors and I feel like it's partly because I gave them and empowered them with the education to know what was going on in their body and to know why they may not like something and to know that that could possibly change. So feel free to talk to them. You can, even if you think you're talking over their head, go for it anyway. You will be surprised what they retain and potentially what they come back to you with and ask questions. So one of the other um, things I wanted to um, to say is that um, we can all learn to like new flavors regardless of our ages, um, but... Bad memories of specific foods can be difficult to overcome. So, the other tip is don't force any food. You want to make mealtime safe, enjoyable. You don't want to force children to eat at all. Um, you c- encourage, um, promote, cheerlead whatever. But forcing food can cause. Um, a distrust in their own appetite and in you and lead them to believe that they can't regulate their own hunger cues and their taste buds um forcing foods will not make them less picky that's very important forcing foods are not going to make children less picky in what they're eating so one thing you could do is um you know serve meals about and snacks around the same time every day or let them tell you hey I'm starting to get hungry have them be aware of when those cues may come up that their their tummy is grumbling or they're hungry Um, and decrease amount of filling up in unhealthy snacks will actually help them regulate their appetite and know when it's time to actually eat and then they can really enjoy food a little bit more I once had someone tell me that the best spice is hunger. (laughs) I thought that was really funny the first time I heard it. But the more I thought about it, like when you're really hungry, food tastes amazing, like much better than if you're just, oh, I may have a little bite to eat. So encouraging, and I do this for adults too, encourage to eat when you're hungry. But when you're not, it doesn't always benefit you just to graze. Because when it does come time to like, you need to have a meal, may not be all that hungry to eat it they may not enjoy it that much so one other tip is small portions it might be a good idea to just give very small portions and say there's more if you finish that and there's actually a sense of accomplishment like I finished my plate I was really hungry and it's they can even you know be very proud of themselves in doing so but small portions will um, make it less overwhelming less, uh, maybe less fear and more inviting. Uh, and one, I just want to reiterate to talk about the food. We're going to come back and with some more tips. We're going to go to our first break, um, with some announcements, but, uh, we'll I'll be back in just a moment. We're going to talk about, um, how to talk about food with your kids, how to bring them into the conversation and choosing them. I do want to remind everybody to listen to looking for healing talk radio at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Monday uh, with the amazing Dr. Brian Artis as your host. Tuesday with the lovely Nicola Burnett as your host. Wednesday with the incredible Dr. Henry Ely as your host. Thursday, you got me, Dr. Jana Schmidt as your host. And on Friday at 11 a.m., we all come together to discuss current health topics And we often get the opportunity to take questions from you. Keep the questions coming. You guys are amazing. To submit questions for our discussion. Just go to americaoutloud.news under shows and you can see looking for healing. Submit your health questions there for us to discuss.
0: We'll be right back. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
3: Get heart healthy, go to HealthyCell.com
1: and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com,
2: code OUTLOUD for 25% off.
0: I'm so confused, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital.
3: My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work.
0: Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute and we want to earn your trust natural medicine holistic nutrition detoxification fasting cellular healing and so much more remember the best way to be free is to be healthy so stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org Welcome back
2: to Looking for Healing Talk Radio on Americaoutloud.news. I want to tell you guys, all the Looking for Healing shows go to podcasts typically a day or so after the broadcast is heard on our talk radio platform. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, so many more. Be sure to subscribe. You can rate the show on Apple Podcasts and you can stay with us and be updated on all the things that are going on we are talking about food and children and picky eaters and help for picky eaters we were we left off with the tip about talking about food one of my favorite tips in this category is to have the kids help at the grocery store even children that can't read can certainly help at the grocery store you can draw a picture of certain foods for them um to look for at the grocery store or stickers if you don't if you don't like to draw but for those that can write they can help you make grocery lists but I always like to say let's find something that you've never tried before at the grocery store that you want to try and we would just go to the grocery store they would help me with the list they get what they wanted and I'd say okay everyone pick something I had three I have three they're grown-ups but now but <clears throat> three kiddos I'd say well, you get to pick something you can all choose the same thing if you'd like but if you'd like to get three different things let's try something you've never tried before or in a way you've never had it cooked before so uh, help at the grocery store is very exciting because I noticed how excited they got to try and find something they'd never had before and sometimes i would have to go to like really fancy grocery stores or grocery stores um that were a different cuisine than like normal grocery stores would have to find something new but that made it even more fun and they branched out even more and they were able to talk about miso and pad thai and different different types of taste as they got older but i noticed how excited they got when it came time for dinner and cooking not only getting help at the grocery store, but getting help preparing it, putting it away, talking about it. What is it called? How do I even included it in their spelling words sometimes? You know, what is this eggplant and and how do you spell it and what is it good for? And we would talk about it and 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 way it looked and what cool the colors are oh my goodness, if you guys can grow some of these foods, it becomes even more important and personal to the children if they actually grow it. The easiest one to grow sprouts, you can sprout in your kitchen windowsill all year long. Um, that's a, a whole nother um, show talking about sprouts and ways to do it. But it, they're very easy. Um, sprouting jars are, are easy to find and the directions are right there. And kids love it they can do it they can eat it right from the jar Um, so anyway um, getting ready to prepare the meal they wanted to be involved and then when it came time for dinner they were so proud like this is what I chose now most of the time they all liked it but occasionally they didn't and that was okay like okay well now you know and let's put this on our list and about a year from now let's try it again and see if your taste buds have changed to grow to like whatever eggplant turnips whatever they chose and at first you may get some very basic things that your um, children choose and that's okay too start with those and you can always help guide them like look at these have you ever tried these and here's a different type of cucumber or something like that or pepper Um, so getting help at the grocery store getting help in the kitchen um, picking new foods to try are it's so so much fun but I also want to share um when it is a new food and instead of initially focusing on how the food tastes you can talk about how it looks how it grows the shape the texture the smell before you actually talk about taste because you want them to get interested in it you want them to be invested now seeing you try these new foods and eating a variety will definitely help them be okay with branching out. Remember that modeling, they're watching you. (laughs) Remember to practice what you preach and be honest with them. Like, you know what? I don't really like this. This isn't my, my favorite, but you might like it. It might be your thing. I remember for years, I did not allow my children to know I didn't like raw tomatoes. I still don't love them. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's really not my favorite cooked tomatoes love it all day long delicious but as a child um I did the same thing I would try it each year raw tomato just didn't love it um and while I wanted my children to like tomatoes so desperately I didn't tell them for a long time and then they saw me picking it off of something like why aren't you eating that I thought oh no but I I finally shared with them that you know what my taste buds don't love this um, and so I'm just honoring what my body's telling me. And I, I actually was pleasantly surprised with their reaction because I think they felt, Oh my goodness, it's okay for me not to like something. Cause as it looked, I liked everything. Um, but it gave them that permission to think, okay, it's all right. If I don't love everything I taste. So I, I learned a lesson there that I will, um, should be quite transparent about that um so um also when i see pk eaters i um i don't allow them to use the terms like yuck or gross instead we have different words that i encourage them to use like i a strong I don't like this very much, I, but, but turning their nose up, ew, this, we don't, we, that's not how, um, I encourage picky eaters to describe food. Like, what don't you like about it? You know, is it because it's cold when you want to warm it up? So have them really describe it to you and take note of what they don't like. Is it bitter? Is it, um, is it a texture? So knowing those things, you can help them choose food in the future. All right, here's my best my best, my favorite tip, make it fun. So I do think it's fun to pick out new, um, vegetables and fruits and things, but, um, you can also do things like cut the foods into really fun shapes again, broccoli, but was already a fun shape. We just made it look good on their plate. Um, made it look like a little scene, um, and picked other foods that might, um, that, uh, but you can cut with a cookie cutter super simple and um add dips to sides um you know hummus is always good uh, other dressings and dips that um you already know they like with new things uh sprinkles go a long way now may not always taste right on everything but if your child can add sprinkles to something, it becomes a party all of the sudden. So there are some really good sprinkles out there that don't have any um, red, uh, any food dyes. They're they're colored with natural fruits and vegetables, and I highly recommend that over um, the commercial food dyes with you know in sprinkles. Uh, so another tip when it comes to um, cooking and making it fun. I, I think it's really best to cook the same meal for the whole family. And when I say that under making it fun, it's no fun for you to have to make a separate meal. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes a child will demand a separate meal because they want separate attention. They want something special that's theirs. Um, they don't like what everybody else is eating. So they And this goes Not just for little people. This goes all the way up into teenage where suddenly they won't eat something they've always eaten because they want the attention. So I really want to help, help dismiss that in a way that you don't dismiss them, but you want to include them in, in what you're doing as a family. Now, if you want to say something else special about them, you know, you get lemon in your water for special, whatever, or, um, they get to help in another way. Um, just just be cognizant that it, there may be um, a vibe for attention that you can show in a different way that won't hurt their eating habits. So when they can be involved in the meal planning, and that makes them feel special for sure. Um, another tip would be to limit distractions. Yeah, while well, it's easy to have a smart you know your phone or a TV on to occupy a child's attention or even a teenager. When you eat um, it can distract them from actually eating as well. not only do you want the kids focused on the food but focused on t- family time and conversation so often I see uh, families at restaurants and they've given their kid a tablet and they're carrying on a conversation enjoying the meal and the child's just engrossed in the tablet and doesn't even touch their meal it's the, that's doing this child a Great disservice in so many ways, in conversation, in eating, in family time, in helping them be um, connective individuals. So you can establish these healthy guidelines, um, and that you know that includes. In- including them in conversations too. So if you're having a family dinner, have a family dinner, ask questions to everyone. And it can be about the food. It can be about something else. You know, it can be about all of those things Um, and encourage them to ask you questions too. Uh, One of the other ways to establish healthy guidelines is um, limiting uh, treats uh, so they don't overindulge and learn how to set boundaries. So you may have to help a small child instead of setting out 10 cookies and just say, oh, have a couple. You may only set out two and say, this will be great. Have a couple of cookies. And then as they get older, um, you can help them choose like, what do you How many cookies do you think you should have? So it doesn't ruin your dinner. They're smart enough. They'll figure it out. They may test you a little bit and say 10, like, well, let's try four, you know, you can, you can work with them on that, but, um, but at least give them a voice so they feel um, important and heard. We do have some jokesters out there that will try to push the boundaries, but that's okay. That's part of, part of parenting anyway. Um, When you make treats, restricted foods, um, kids and adults will actually crave them more. So um, one thing is, and I say restricted foods, if you constantly have foods that are unhealthy for you in your home, sodas, lots of refined sugar, um, they will become very tempting. So there are lots of healthy options, um, things made with honey, uh, monk fruit, some some stevia, uh, lots of fresh fruit, fruit roll-ups, things like that can also feel like treats and you can talk to them you can use them as like, this is a special treat. This isn't what we have at mealtime, but they can literally be healthy for you too. So be careful, um, loading up on restricted foods. Like things are literally bad for you. Um, maybe when you're out and about, or you're at a birthday party or friends, uh, gathering, you can say, okay, this isn't good for you, but we're going to just make sure you don't have too much of it. Um, and just give them the, the knowledge base there, uh, one of the things that I would say to my little ones when we would go like to playgroups and there's a variety of food and they would say, they would always ask me, Hey, can I have this? I, (laughs) and I know I'm, I'm probably a little extreme, but I would say, well, uh, we didn't make that chocolate chip cookie and I don't know what's in it. So I'm not, I'm going to choose not to have that cookie. And, um, I want you to grow as strong and smart and tall and bright as God intended you to. So I want you to eat as many things as you possibly can that are good for you. And if you don't know, then you should probably err on the side of caution because it could be something not good for you. Well, I had no idea how far that would go. I'm telling you, my oldest child was so good about this. If he didn't know what was in it or someone couldn't answer him, he would say, well, no, thank you. I'll choose something that I know. Like every time it was overwhelming. I did not expect that whatsoever. And then also what I didn't expect is that two other younger ones who would just eat it anyway, he was there to say, oh, you know what? if we don't know we're not going to do it we're going to pick what we know so we know what nutrition our body's getting so he was there to help <laughs> help guide them as well without me saying anything and it was absolutely amazing to watch him do this so yeah just a little bit of a of tips there you get one of the older children to help uh, the younger ones and guide them as well it's pretty awesome well um we're coming up on our second break um and when we come back, I'm going to um, share a little bit more um, food suggestions and ways to encourage those healthy um, eating habits. And uh, sometimes um, sometimes there's an accumulation of toxins in the body that will make us not want something or even have an allergy to it. So we'll talk about those things in the last segment. Before we take the break, I want to just thank one of our sponsors, Global Healing, now they are an excellent excellent ethical wonderful company Um, and one of their products is ultimate cellular health now this is cellular repair and dna support Uh, global healing's ultimate cellular health offers a comprehensive formula that promotes nad production safeguards dna incorporates potent ingredients now utilizing ultimate cellular health you can actively support your healthy lifestyle, your heart health, your nervous system, cognitive function, cellular nourishment, and energy enhancement. I have this for my family and I really love it. You can definitely feel the integrity and love for medicine making that Global Healing um, has for um, discovering what God has for us. It's amazing. You can also get um, 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. You can get lots of incredible deals from all of our wonderful America Out Loud um, sponsors if you go to americaoutloud.shop, and you can use the code OUTLOUD. We'll be right back.
3: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you.
1: Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out Out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA,
0: was the rallying call that started it all. America AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
2: Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio. It is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. You can join the Ehi family and make tomorrow amazing. Well, we are talking about picky eaters and children and it's going far beyond that. Um it can also um stretch into picky adult <laughs> eaters. But I wanted to give some supplemental food herb um detox suggestions to help with the whole eating process because sometimes um it's an imbalance in what is already happening in the body that's causing the problem eating. Um So we want to make sure that um, children are getting all the nutrition that they need. My absolute favorite suggestion is honey and bee pollen for children. Um, They already like the sweet and the honey. You can mix the honey and bee pollen together and it just takes a very small amount, half an adult dose for children. I generally recommend over the age of two um, for this combination, Um, although I have Um, used our own honey and bee pollen younger than two that was my own personal choice but uh, you can do what's best for you so honey and bee pollen we have at Jana's all natural Um, organic amazing wonderful bee pollen Uh, the bees are cared for well and they get filtered water and blossoms all year long so that's my favorite uh bee pollen um also uh if if a child is um Assuming they're not going to like it before they even try it. This is very common. There is a flower essence, a Bach flower essence, B-A-C-H, essence called Larch, L-A-R-C-H. And this is specifically for a child that's assuming or anyone that's assuming they won't like something before even trying it. And it's a, it's just a, it can come in a spray or a dropper. You can find it in a variety of ways. But just putting a little bit of that either under the tongue or in a little bit of water to drink before you even come up against something new, it might ease that, um, that decision-making before it's even even tried. There's also um, an Australian bushflower essence, and I'm going to spell it for you, um, B-A-U-H-I-N-I-A, Bauhinia. And this is specifically for reluctance and resistance to change. And this can be for something more than just food. It can be for new things as well. It helps just bring your guard down a little bit um, in in being resistant to change, especially when change is good. Sometimes it's okay to be resistant to change or just to be curious about like what is this going to be, but talk about whatever that new thing is and you can also use this Australian bush flower to help in the same way that you would use a Bach flower and it's great for adults and children. So another thing is to make sure that you're feeding your child something with good fats. This is great for cognitive function avocado fish nut seeds coconut oil olive oil those are all wonderful sources even if just one that your child will eat go for it and maybe they'll be open to uh, other sources as well Um, iodine rich foods seaweed fish eggs uh, organic clean sources of course um uh for for children i've also used iodine topically of course i get a nascent scalar iodine we have one at janizal natural but um And just put a little bit on the inside of the arm and watch how quickly it absorbs. You can do this as a self-test for yourself as well, just putting a little iodine on your skin and notice how quickly it absorbs. And if it absorbs very quickly, you're very deficient, meaning quickly, meaning within a couple of hours. If it stays there for the whole day, you're not iodine deficient at all. So iodine deficiency can lead to several things, including, um, thyroid issues, and uh, regulation of hormones, uh, as well as cognitive function. So some herbs, you know, there are many, many wonderful herbs for children. I'm just going to give you a few. You can definitely research this on your own Um There are so many herbs that work really well with kids. Uh, Peppermint is one, chamomile, lemongrass, lavender. These are all some of my favorite to make little teas out of and have them drink. It becomes a a fun little ritual to find the one they like and to make a tea. Ginger is also another really um, good one for for children. So now I'm going to get into detox. Detox is really important for everyone all the time. You all, we live in a polluted world. So I want to give some gentle detox, and this can be this can be for anyone, but I'm specifically talking about children. Now there's a, a really wonderful doctor, uh, Dr. Alina of Whole Child Texas, and she has some great suggestions, and I'm going to suggest several of the things that she suggests I also agree with. One of them is eliminating processed foods with artificial dyes and preservatives from a child's diet. Encourage them to eat brightly colored, variety of things like we talked about. Um, and even fermented foods. Some children will be open to fermented foods um, like kombucha, uh, pickled vegetables. This will support their gut microbiome. If um, if they don't like the fermented foods, you can get a coconut kefir. It's very mild or coconut yogurt. Also very mild um, and most children really... Uh, enjoy the taste. Um, I just, I can't emphasize enough how important a healthy diet is in supporting normal everyday body detoxification. So children respond amazingly to proper nutrition, their bodies know what to do with it. And so many conditions can be avoided or, or healed just by eating well, just by eating naturally healthy foods. So another way to detox is to drink plenty of water. Avoid cow milk dairy products. They are really hard to digest and can cause constipation, allergies, sinus, uh, ear infections, different things like that. So you can get, and if you're worried about getting enough calcium, there's more calcium in plain spinach, which is very mild, just the leaf, like a fresh spinach leaf, than in cow's milk. So there's other ways to get calcium. Uh, encourage children to eat um, rich fiber Um, and (laughs) here's another one this should not be overlooked encourage your child to take regular potty breaks this will help avoid constipation have them sit there for a little bit you know after main meals until they really (laughs) have emptied their bowels it's really important many children get really excited and busy playing Um, And they avoid going to the bathroom because they don't want to miss anything. And this will cause a stool, withholding stool can cause constipation. So we want to keep all of that moving smoothly. That's going to help the whole digestive process. Another tip is to avoid sugary beverages like juices and sodas, uh, Gatorades, things like that. Um, If you do have a child that's very active and you want to do a sports drink, uh, coconut water is going to be your best bet for that. It helps replenish electrolytes. Um, But encourage them to understand the importance of drinking water and the importance of why you're avoiding those other things, because they're not good for them and they're actually harmful. So another um, detox tip is encouraging the lymphatic system to drain. Now, the lymphatic system is a complex network of vessels um, and organs that cleanse out the blood. And this is a huge part of our immune system we can support our lymphatic system through movement and exercise lymph doesn't move until we move so water is really important and uh i definitely encourage you to filter your water structure your water filter your water um, there are lots of good um, gravity fed filters like um, alexa pure out there um, so definitely filter your water and uh, massage massage is good too um, it's uh, actually a really um, sweet time to like massage your ch- children after bath or their feet. It's a good time to talk and, and also talk to them about the importance of moving, um, getting movement in and, and the body and massage. Um, one thing you can do is encourage your uh, talking about um, movement is when they exercise, when they sweat this is a really good way to detox sweating helps everybody detox but that in turn you have to also replenish with good electrolytes good water um and encourage the kids to drink uh, water through the day as well as you remember they're watching what you're doing staying physically active uh, another way to help the skin is uh dry brush massage um we do this i do this i try to do it several times a week if you get a really soft bristle brush and you can um just brush the skin gently like in a circular movement um this will help your body detox generally done right before bath or um a shower Uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, another really lovely way to detox and relax is to take a nice, long, warm, relaxing bath. I like to put Himalayan pink salt in there, Um, and the salt has lots of minerals that the body absorbs. You can put a couple drops of essential oils like lavender, and you can do this several times a week. Um, It can become part of the bedtime ritual and you're going to have relaxed children that also fall asleep quickly. The magnesium is absorbed, the lavender, um, it just becomes a lovely part of uh, part of their bedtime ritual. So I'm going to share also detoxing mind and emotions. We can't forget that we are mind, body, soul. Stress and our own emotions can be harmful. It can be toxic sometimes. We need to we need to detox from them. Even parental stress can affect children's neurochemistry and biology. So when we're stressed, they feel it. Um, teaching kids mind, body and stress management techniques like conscious breathing, stopping, taking a moment to breathe, prayer time, journaling, uh, stretching can calm the mind down and their nervous system and increase their resilience to stress. It's equally important that parents practice this too. This can actually be a really wonderful family um, family thing to do, even if it's just a few minutes every day to be part of your normal routine before breakfast. Hey, let's stretch. Let's talk about the day. Let's focus on our breathing. We're getting lots of oxygen into our body, into our mind to help us have a really good day, help our body detox. Um, these are really, really um, wonderful habits and to um to instill in your children young and even if they're not young you can still help them learn how to do this even teenagers and we're gonna have a whole segment on teenagers um, even if they're teens if they can if you can encourage them to do this once with you even just say it's for you like hey can you do this with me for me this would this would make me really happy and you go forward and you do this and you tell them the benefits of it while you're doing it And then, hey, you want to do this again with me, you know, every Monday or every Monday and Wednesday, pick out those little times to do that. Um, Often teens have other motivating factors like, hey, this will help your soccer. This will help your sports. This will help your your, um, academics. And if they see the benefit to their body overall and they see you're doing it, they'll be more apt to do it themselves, even without you. So that's, that's the goal, right? To get them to make these great choices without you even telling them, and you're setting up those patterns early in life. So um, one of the last tips I want to give you is to detoxify your environment. And again, talk to your kiddos about this, tell them what you're doing, why you're doing it. Uh, why you're choosing this brand of such and such over another, you may not think they care about it, but I think subconsciously they they will care. And you're teaching them how to be um, healthy adults. Um, So detoxifying your environment um, is a really good thing to do. So toxic household products, uh, things that you put on your skin, cosmetics, uh, the more you choose natural, healthy, organic um, cleaning products cosmetics skin products shampoos the better off your body and your whole family will be less toxic um, there is a wealth of information on um, uh, air filters and different household products and sunscreens and cosmetics on um, a site called the environmental working group so i believe it's the environmental but they have a lot of good sources and healing for the ages uh, has a lot of great all information also on how to avoid environmental weapons, things that are poisoning our water, our, our environment, things like protecting you from electromagnetic fields and electro smog and really getting your water nice and clean so there's a there's a lot of information on that group and there's more to come that I I'm I'm part of healing for the ages so I know we are working on um, helping empower parents with all these great tools to help uh, not just them but their kids and then their kids kids and it goes on and on as we share and we teach each other Uh, this is important and I I love I love this series this mama bear series I, I love that I I would like to consider myself a a mama bear, a healthy mama, even though my kiddos are grown and they are doing great. So I, I, I see the fruition of a lot of the work that I did and other people did in their lives to help them stay well and healthy. And I see them making good choices and they even still... Call and ask me certain questions. What do you think would be better for this? And I actually just had one of those today. And I, and this is from my oldest son, which I I really love that um he still trusts my opinion and he sees that my heart is I want what's best for him and he knows it and he sees it and so that's part of the love that you're giving to your children is you're showing them you want the absolute best for them and you would do anything to get that and that that goes a long way, they will trust you intrinsically deep down. And so the next time you say, Hey, this would be really good for your, you know, fill in the blank, whatever your sports, your, your, your skin rash, your headache, whatever it is, they're going to be more apt to say, Oh, thanks, Mom. Yeah, this, this would be great. Or, and, and to get the feedback and teach them how to utilize it themselves. Obviously, the little ones may need help making a a herbal tea infusion. But um, as they get older, they'll be able to do these things more and more on their own. And it is incredibly fulfilling to watch and to see that happening. Before we uh, sign off this time, I want to encourage you to go to americaoutloud.news. Check out our bookstore. There are so amazing, so many amazing books there. I'm going to read just a few of the titles that I do I'm so excited Uh, there's just more and more being added all the time uh surviving college life um uh let's see treatment or transformation taming the big pharma monster uh what the nurses saw this there's so many great books here oh my goodness kiss your dentist goodbye (laughs) that's a good one standing up to goliath the culture code Lost in Transnation, and this is a child psychiatrist guide uh, out of the madness. That looks like a really good one. I'm definitely getting that one. Um, Let's see what else. I'm just, oh, uh, Cause Unknown, that's another. I have that one. Um, America's Endgame, Rules for Defeating Radicals. The list goes on and on. There are so many amazing books in this list. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more. Um, what if we've been wrong? That's a good one, too. Resistance is futile. That's by Ann Coulter. Securing your school, uh, the real constitution, the vaccine friendly plan, the culture code, the finance of health care, and the war is uh, War on Us. These are just a few of the books. There are dozens and dozens of books on our website. So please check that out um, as I will continue to do so. We keep adding more. So that's why I was a little surprised. I'm like, wow, we've got some really great books. Um, on our on our website so a sincere sincere thank you for joining me today please join me as we continue the healthy mama bear series this month i look forward to each day with you monday through friday at 11 a.m on america out loud talk radio where we will continue to learn and grow together in the realm of natural health it has been a true honor this is dr jana schmidt wishing you god's blessings in knowledge wisdom and abundant health See you next time.